Hey guys, it's Kat. And it's Russell. And this is Critical Whimsy. Once again, we decided to do a podcast on our birthday party day. Mm-hmm. So today it's me. New tradition. New tradition that we want to podcast on our birthdays. It's kind of the highlight of my day. So how are you doing this week, Kat? Not so good. Mm. Slept really badly last night. Had a very, very upsetting conversation with a friend. Uh, you know... It's very hard when you're trying to keep a friendship together and you've had a fight and then you end up discovering all the things they don't like about you and, um, you know, how incompatible you are. And it's it's a difficult thing. And then the night before, my beloved cousin dropped some, like, bombshells on me. So I'm, I'm yeah, running on... Rainbow Sparks. <laughs> yeah, I've been a rough week for you. And you? Uh, my week's been all right. You look nothing very remarkable. Chilled. Very, very Malibu baby. <laughs> so I, I don't think that I have been as prepping and as thinking about a podcast topic. I mean, normally Russ and I will have a meeting, and we're actually we normally just have a fun day and podcasting is part of our fun day. Yeah. Our like friendship time. And like, it's like what makes critical whimsy, like a fun podcast, I guess, Mm. is you guys get to have fun with us wherever you are. But today we actually decided it was time for the CWs to take a stand and to go to war, but on a really a big topic, and of course, we don't know the answer really yet. So, you know, I wish you could phone in, but unfortunately, this is pre-recorded. Russ, what is our topic? <laughs> okay, well, the sort of topic we decided on is basically, where is the line? Where is the line? And I mean, I think initially, when we started talking about it, it basically came down to the queer community versus, I mean, this is how it started for us, the queer community versus comedians versus uh, the news outlets and, you know, what is, you know, what's happening within within everyone's lives mm. and, and what is okay and what is not okay. Yeah. The Dave Chappelle incident was very much the sparking point of yeah, this topic. Yeah, it was a brilliant, it was the brilliant Dave Chappelle who actually got us like really upset so you know um starting off here there's a lot of respect you know for the people we're going to talk about today uh russ is a comedian so he you know these are his people well i want to be yeah but you know you Mm. you kind of have like done like a lot of like stage stuff so i mean i consider you like you know oh thank you but yeah, that was the point. But now, I, I mean, honestly, and maybe we should try keep it there because there's actually where is the line, or we can make it a two part and do another part of it, uh, you know, next week. Yeah, it's a potentially huge because topic. there's racism, there's sexism, there's mental health stigma, and you know where, and then there's religion. Mm, all manner of discrimination and areas where you can draw a line. And, and what we want to say is, where is the line? Where do we, as the CWs, actually draw it? Where, where, do we, where are we allowed to start taking offense? Because I think that's a big part of this topic is we're not allowed to take offense, right? Mm. And this is a thing that a lot of comedians I see on TikTok do where they, they, they talk about how they have a, this one guy, this, this absolute nobody. You know, funny, funny enough, skit. 
uh, spoke about how there was a blind guy in the audience and he was making fun of blind people. And then this guy was laughing and then a woman in the back said, you're offensive, you're offensive, you're hurting him. Ah. As, 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 the, as the cool white men say, coroning out. Yeah. And this comedian said to this blind guy, uh, you know, do you know this woman? And he actually turned around. He said, this guy's great. You know, he's not, you know, he's sitting the wrong way around, but he's fine. He's enjoying himself. He said, well, do you know this woman? And this, this, this blind guy said, I've never seen her a day in my life. And I think there, so I actually have had a deaf student who was not okay with me being really interested in the deaf community and really wanting us to learn sign language together. She was ashamed of it. Hmm. She actually had shame and her father was devastated and saw it as he was a very powerful man. And every time she brought up her ears, he would start crying. This was a hardcore, the most intimidating businessman. You know, he now works in Germany, probably, you know, runs Germany. He is so he was an amazing person and he was not an emotional person. But the moment his daughter mentioned that, he would cry. There was so much, they, they saw it as this thing. And it was so hard for me because I was all, it's not a big deal. You know, be deaf, be proud. Jo let's join Facebook groups. And she was just, no, I'm not deaf. Uh, she wouldn't learn sign language and she would lip read. And I would constantly bring up the fact that she was missing out conversations. That wasn't my right. You know, at the end of the day, that there she has agency. Whether or not I agree with her deaf life, you know, it's not my right. I get that. And there's a, there's a lot of talk about the outrage. Where do you stand with regards to don't be outraged, don't, don't you know, don't take your own private story, you know, you're, you know, you've got to look at, it's almost like a capitalist take on socialism, weirdly enough, like you are a society, look at the society, um, what's best for the society rather than the individual, but in a capitalist way. I don't buy in that it's uh, what's best for the society rather than the individual. Uh, if you consider, okay, 1950s, it was judged best for society, for homosexual activity to still be criminalized. And as an example, 1954, Alan Turing arrested, went to court, given the choice of either jail time or chemical castration because he was gay. He landed up dipping an apple in, I think it was arsenic, I could be wrong about the poison, eating that and committing suicide. And I mean, that was a huge loss to the world and society, but they deemed that this was what was best for them. I mean, look at the beat poets, mm. Allen Ginsberg and the boys. They also had to lead, lead these lives. You know, they were anarchists. They were anarchists who liked, you know, sex with men. And they and now that we know now they're revered, but in the time, you know, it was very, very risky behavior. Then there was also that murder that happened in their little group. But they were a wild group, old Karak and, and gang. Mm. What 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 a what a group of people to be friends with. I mean, I don't think I know if Oscar Wilde even admitted he was gay. I don't think he admitted it because it would have still been regarded no. as criminal activity. I mean that was way before Turing even. Mm. So he was, and we know that now, but I think it was only posthumously known. 
Yeah, I mean, Ian Forrester wrote such super gay literature. Mm. Uh, I don't know the story, his backstory, but it was all like men having, I mean, the end of uh, Farewell to India or that terribly boring book he wrote where... Uh, it's Passage to Passage India. Passage to India. Thank you, thank you. You know, these two men basically standing and going, and we can't be friends anymore, can we? No, it's wrong. It's bad. And then squeezing hands, and I think one dude like jumps onto a horse and gallops, and the other cries for the loss of his friend. It's like, <laughs> it's very emotional. Okay, so let's like actually break down what happened in Dave Chappelle's The Closer, because that's what everyone's talking about. And then let's respond yeah, to that. Yeah, it's the hot button topic. Do you want to say. I know uh, you, you go for it, and I'll jump in, I think. Okay, so Dave Chappelle. And I, I do, and I think you might agree or, or you might disagree, but uh, he's an amazing, he's an amazing comedian. Uh, he is clever, he is dark, and I get that part of his humor is saying things that he doesn't mean and he doesn't believe to make a point that he is far cleverer than me and you can't ever be too sure. However... In the closer, he did say a lot of things. And I mean, I'll start with the most basic thing, which I, I mean, maybe I'll get eye rolls. I don't care. But, uh, you know, the way he refers to women as bitches. I know that it's a uh, old, uh, it's an old school thing to do. You know, the bitches, uh, especially a part of the African-American community. And, and it's actually been appropriated by other groups. I mean, we had an incident a few months ago where a girl called me bitch and you know she probably thought it meant it in a cool like cultural appropriation black way you know I, i'm sure she also says yes queen when you know and it's it's you know like read your audience and and i actually have i i never i never was okay with being called a bitch i i think it's really derogatory and i think that what with all the gender violence and all the issues we're now finding with you know slut shaming and all this stuff and how women now have to also look back at how we have treated women you know there, there's a there's a huge fuck up that's happened okay so there was that then he spoke about his dear friend kevin hart who i love i love kevin hart i i follow kevin hart on facebook i know you're all cheering for me but I'm less of a fan. I just don't like his comedy all that much. I his style. love his comedy. I, I think he is hilarious. I, if I see a new Kevin Hart skit, I, am, I start smiling already. He is so great. And, and I really, I just adore him. And he said some homophobic things and he got kicked out from uh, presenting the Oscars. And Dave Chappelle, uh, I think it was... Uh, homophobic <laughs> might have been transphobic I mean you never know now it's like we're all the same right so something um, phobic yeah and Dave Chappelle you know was just so sad for his dear friend Ke uh, Kevin and said you know how much he wanted that you know you know he took that away then he brought up the baby and he's he compared the baby killing a guy versus the baby saying some horrible things on social media and that's what cancelled the baby i didn't know who the baby was so i looked him up i then sent russell the things that the baby had said which included saying that the most disgusting homophobic things i've ever read mm. that actually made me feel cold uh his 
defense when he said what about your gay fans said my gay fans are nasty ones uh, and i'm saying this in a nice way uh they're not the ones that are dirty and have aids wow yeah wow thank you so much for helping hiv and, and helping the gay community and shaming that I, I mean what a disgusting piece of shit when i read that i was like oh no See, I'm not, I, I have battled with cancel, cancel culture for a long time since we did an episode on cancel culture. And since I've gotten a lot of feedback from people who say to me, cancel culture is terrible, I've, I've really questioned it again and again. And you know, it's something I've said to you so many times. I want us to revisit this topic, I want us to, to, to address it again. But quite frankly, some people should be ca- canceled. And, I, and you know what? Uh, for me, one of those people is Picasso. Because you know what, pedophiles be damned, and yeah. I don't care. And people go, "What about the art? What about the art? What about the art?" And I know people who say you can listen to R. Kelly's music and enjoy it and be separate. But you know what? I currently have no desire. And then some people say, "But if we actually knew the true stories of people's lives, well, we work with what we know. We take responsibility." Then he brought up J.K. And again, I love J.K. Rowling. What she gave me was Harry Potter. What she gave me was other books that I really liked. I, I really took exception to the fact that the cast of Harry Potter, a bunch of very no-name actors when they started out, you know, uh, immediately got onto social media. And I know it was to be an ally and whatever, but I also thought it was incredibly disrespectful to the woman who had created something that you know gave them gazillions of money uh i thought it was i thought differently though when stephen king who was good friends with her who was an equal to her said no i disagree with her but i love her and then he was very upset when she then unfollowed him on twitter or instagram or something because they're old people fight and and now she won't talk to him and he's very because stephen king loves to be loved and why not Uh, and i love you enough for jk here's my thing russ dave chappelle shamed the audience with the baby kevin hart and jk who has been very unapologetic which is fine she said things they weren't like the baby it's level but she did she did say some things that um and she's also got to understand that the people who support her are as little fucking weirdos who identify with the strange and unusual and the creepy that you know the the sister you know society finds uneasy we found ourselves in harry potter so it hurt it hurt my feelings what she said but i forgave her for that because she's done so much good and she's you know help and for me it's kind of you are the sum of your parts and you know she might have been an arsehole and she also seems to be you know like not understand um maybe transgender but i also don't want to make excuses but like maybe she's just out of sync and she and she misunderstood her her audience but here's my point with the three people he brought up and he shamed us for cancelling or in in some degree, you know, getting them kicked out of things or not getting awards. We're talking about three uh, millionaires. I I mean, I presume the baby's successful. I know Kevin Hart and J.K. Rowling's are 
ridiculously wealthy. Kevin Hart is in every single movie I watch. And I say that very happily because I like Kevin Hart. J.K. Rowling was the richest woman in, uh, in England. We're talking about the person who made the Bible sales people nervous with, you know, Harry Potter. I'm not going to feel sorry for a millionaire who speaks shit on social media and acts like a fucking troll. I'm going to not feel sorry for them. I'm going to feel sorry for the people that it hurt. Yeah. And you know what? JK hurt me. And I'm sure that if I if I knew what Kevin Hart had said, and I'm sorry, guys, I actually was a little bit sickened with some of my research after the baby that I didn't. I, pre, I, I, I presume he was an idiot. And you know what? Some relationships can be mended and some can't. Where is the line? Then, you know, he spoke about how she said that gender, and this is what I wanted to ask you at this point. He said, she said gender is a fact. And he said, and that is right. And then he called himself a turf. Yeah. He said he identifies as a turf. Yeah, team turf. Team turf and the audience went wild. Please, please notice when you watch the special what that audience looks like, by the way, who felt like they seem to felt, feel very vindicated. What do you think about that? Him saying all she said was, I mean, she said more than just that, but let's put it in a nutshell. She said gender is a fact. Yeah. Okay, and I'll disagree with that. Um, physical sex, the genitalia that you have, yeah, that's a fact, but it's a changeable fact now thanks to science because now you can change it to match your gender, which is not something that's externally seen. It's an internal thing, and yes, it's a fact, but it's a fact that it's more than just the two that it's not just masculine and feminine. There's a huge range more. And the same way she is the sum of her parts, so gender is the sum of its parts, which is more complicated than a penis and a vagina. Which Far I, more complicated. Which I also take exception to because that's what he was saying. He said, you have a penis or you have a vagina. And that's what the argument was. And he said, and that is a fact. And I was like, I think that it's more complicated than that. Yeah, and he went on to insult like... um stuff produced by our operations so that if you have transitioned you now have a vagina that's somehow not the same as having been born with it yeah but you know what if you were the straightest boy who ever straighted and you had sex with a trans woman who had had full trans surgery you wouldn't know the difference unless she told you that's yeah. why it comes down to we talk so much about when should you tell someone you're trans or if you should because you you can't tell the difference mm. actually but it's also not about like someone knowing about whether or not you have a penis or a vagina i remember how many people on my dating sites would bring up the thing as long as you don't have a dick yeah i'd be like it's none of your business if i do but i bet i have a bigger dick than you <laughs> <laughs> you know to answer that question <laughs> moving on to the final part of his thing that i want to kind of rap about is that he brought up the story of Daphne, I don't know, remember her surname, a trans comedian who he supported and who loved his trans jokes. And he said that she committed suicide because of bullying. That's not a fact. She probably had other things going on for her. Hmm. She was a mother. She left a child. Yes, he brought that up and he's also congratulated himself on how he, you know, started a trust for this kid and made yeah. a joke about that. And then went on to misgender her at the exact same time. Yes, and got a lot of laughs for that. Congratulations, you're funny. 
yeah, and then he played out with all these pictures of him with the baby and all these controversial people, you know, and it was kind of a big fucking finger. And then, oh yes, and he ended up with telling us that the trans uh, community needs to start punching down on him. And he called Daphne his tribe, and he said, she belonged to me, she didn't belong to you. So what's your tribe, David Chappelle? Is it the Millionaire Club? Mm, now laughs, comedians. You, you like a good joke about us poor people going to macro and pick and pay the local spa. You like a, you like a joke about that, you know? A good, a good, a good uh, white trash joke. I noticed you, that's, that's quite lacquer. I get yeah. it, I get it. It's funny. It's funny how poor people are in COVID, how people are suicidal and losing jobs. It's fun to laugh at poverty when you don't have it. Not as fun <laughs> when you don't have food, but, but it's cool, it's cool. I mean, I don't laugh so much, you know, when I hang out, you know, with the BP and they haven't had electricity for weeks and they would love to go to Macro to do a big shop. But, you know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. There's, 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 the line is far away, it's fine. No big deal. I mean, I live in a third world country, so maybe it's different for me. But I, I do uh, not love your poverty angle, yeah. you know. Uh, also, Dave Chappelle, you weren't a gangster. <laughs> you know, you actually grew up in a white neighborhood. Um, you, you, you didn't have it as hard as other people and um, maybe as hard as me even. And, and so that's fine. And, and uh, so I don't know who it is that we're punching down to, the comedians or the uh, millionaires, but uh, like... Go Either way, yourself. I don't think it's really punching down. Yeah, and I mean, I know that that's a big thing, punching down, punching up, and what that means, and we're not going to... I mean, I don't think we even have time to get into that, but that's also something that really pissed me off. What are your thoughts, Russ? Well, first off, like, okay, yeah, he did tell the story of Daphne, and it was really cool that he had a friend like that. But that doesn't excuse everything else. I have a friend who is horribly homophobic and transphobic. And she's railed on about this stuff in the past. And I've actually just kind of sat there shocked as she was going. And this is like on a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I felt directly shamed. Now, she's got me... As a friend, I'm not sure how much longer that will last, given her attitudes, but she's got me as a friend. That doesn't make her not homophobic, not transphobic, not biphobic. Just because you've got one friend like that doesn't undo everything else. The other thing, and this is quite a big thing, like Jimmy Carr, his comedies, says some incredible stuff. Wow, it's rough, it is rude, it is crude, it is bad. But what he's all saying is jokes. It's taken as jokes, it's accepted as that. What Dave Chappelle did is he gave his opinions and he tried to make his opinions funny and that's a huge difference. What Jimmy does was jokes. What Dave did was, this is my discrimination against people, let's all laugh at it. And it's that, I think, is a huge diff. And this is a very powerful person. At no point did he talk about unity. He said, stop bullying me. Stop bullying me. Mm. I'm so traumatized by you bullying me. Made a few jokes about beating up women. Nice. Nice. Yeah. He laid into the LGBTQIAP plus community, nice. which from here on I'm going to call the queer community just because it's easier than the acronym. Me too. <laughs> he made jokes about and sort of 
how far we've come, how successful the lobby has been in gaining acceptance, in changing perceptions, and it's still got a huge way to go, but you contrasted that against um, the black rights movement and the civil rights movement and that, and it's like, oh, well, you guys have done so well, it's fine to attack you, and it's like, yeah, we've made some progress, there's still a huge amount to go, and that can be seen if you look at, like, the other recent controversy, Superman's son that um, DC have made by and just the sheer outrage and horror at them having done that. How dare they? How could they? That shows just how far the lobby still has to go. That something as simple and basic as that generates such hatred as a response. And I mean, we were talking about, and, and I was speaking to uh, someone who I, I didn't get permission to talk about, so I can't, uh, I, I'm sure they'd be fine with it. But they were talking about how, you know, they're within the queer community and how they felt very judged by people. And, and it's widely known by everyone how the community within itself fights that, you know, that, that a lot of the stuff that might be, you know, the people on the top might be using people their own means and gains but within the society it's complex people are complex everyone doesn't you know want to be friends with everyone else and i mean just to kind of end the the closer thing uh there was of course the leaked uh memo from the head of uh, netflix yeah ted sarandos or something and he 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 he, uh mentioned sex education nanette and uh i don't know something else Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. Great shows, great shows, my favorites. Uh, he mentioned them as how diverse, you know, Netflix is. To which Hannah Gadsby, my very favorite uh, mm. comedian, <laughs> decided to respond to on Instagram, and I really hope... And what a good response it was. Well, she did tell him to go fuck himself, and she also said whatever it is that Dave Chappelle needs to work through, you know? And she said, do not, do not put me in your um, defense against allowing something to come out like that. Yeah. Then there was a huge protest. We know the story. I'm not going to really go over the, the finer details. The trans member we were speaking about last week who got suspended for interrupting a thing, which we agreed was right on Netflix part. You know, you've got to be professional. But yeah, then, there are always protocols to follow. But then there was another protest where you had two groups on the street and one was going trance rights and one was going, let us have our jokes. And it's just, and then someone had a tambourine and it was just a fuck up. And then someone was protesting everyone else. And it's just like, what a fuck up. What a fuck up. What a fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't review Netflix hosting The Closer as being terribly progressive of them. Uh, basically, that's giving a platform to hate. It's giving a platform to discrimination, and also, that's not cool. That's also, where I think the line needs to be drawn. Hate speech isn't acceptable. Also, you know what? From what I've read about it, all they've asked is to have a bit of a disclaimer at the beginning. It's actually, I'm they not didn't, actually sure they what their request They didn't actually ask to cancel Dave Chappelle. They might not watch it. I mean, Hannah Gadsby in her Instagram post said she's watched it. She's not like impressed hmm. with what he said but no one said cancel dave chappelle people maybe did but what they kind of were lobbying for was a little bit of a disclaimer at the big be- content the be- warning which i mean we do every single episode 
we do that every single episode. Mm. So I don't get what they the problem is. always give a hint is. where we're going with it. Yeah, I mean, we say, listen, we're an explicit show. We're, we're <laughs> we don't explicitly say we're an explicit show. But, I mean, that's known. It's flagged as that on our platforms. Yeah, it's always guidelines. tagged as we explicit. don't want to hear from a 12-year-old listening to us. I know a lot of podcasters are, oh, you're listening to my podcast. You're so great. Thank you for using your pocket money for our Patreon. We don't want kids listening to us. No, it's just we, not appropriate. We actually are trying to, you were talking to adults. We're trying to adults, so we want to try and talk to adults. Mm. Okay, so we'll close up that. So then more local news, which, so I won't mention the name because it's a local person, but the person that uh, South Africans refer to as the podfather discovered something uh, a week ago. And this was a very amusing and interesting story where they found out that they, they'd noticed their Instagram numbers hadn't shift and shifted and they're a very, very big deal. And I love them i love them for a lot of reasons and people hate them for a lot of reasons yeah we're divided on that account but they basically brought podcasting to south africa obviously everyone knows who i'm talking about and if you don't then fucking listen to podcasts but you i mean you're here so (laughs) whatever (laughs) so anyway they found out that a friend tried to then follow them on instagram and they pressed follow and I mean I'm not on Instagram so I don't really know but basically a warning came up saying this person spreads lies and deceit are you sure you want to follow them and this person got very upset the podfather got very upset about this because you know there's a lot of people on social media the pedophiles the the you know evil presidents and stuff all around the world the the guy i mean the zuma kids who ignited the flipping rights i don't know if julius Malema's back on there but they're all allowed to be followed or whatever and he gets a warning namely because he theorizes because he he brings up covid and we all know that he okay and i'm going really close to his story but you know he got into trouble for saying a lot of stuff about covid last year a lot of the stuff he said is right a lot of the stuff he said is wrong I think that's also really interesting where, you know, because he said, you know, it's been, it's been, an, the, the, this post said, you know, he was investigated by independent yeah, fact checkers. I said, it's not, <laughs> it's this fucking woke left community in South Africa who hate me. And I, I, mean, I, 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 I don't I, think I, the woke left community in South Africa has any influence on Instagram's policies. No, but they probably work there also. And I don't know. I actually don't know. I, he knows more than I do. Hmm. So I won't, I won't disagree with him. But yeah, I, I was very upset. And I, I did actually go, you know, as someone who follows him on my social media platforms, I was, you know, I got why he was, because where is the line? I mean, he does fuck up a lot. Hmm. He has recently fucked up. Uh, but he's also, he does a lot of good and he also brings a lot of truth. And it's very unfair for him to kind of be quietly getting cancelled by a bunch of nerds. I mean, they should have He's not being cancelled, though. They're just putting a, a flag up, something that you have to be aware <laughs> You're of. You're fine with this. <laughs> but I, I think where it's been credibly proved that you are a source of misinformation, that there is no damage to being to telling people that might follow you that, yes, no, this guy is a source of misinformation. I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing. Mm. They're not blocking him. They haven't dropped him. 
not like um, a lot of the guys did to Trump, who then started his own social media a <laughs> well, thing. Cool. It took about two hours or so before hackers and uh, mm. people brought it down with the denial of service attack, I think it was. <laughs> Just a, fantastic. He's such a dork. Okay, so then on the other side, we've got the super lovely, very beautiful, has some banger tunes. Uh, and I brought her up before, sorry, them up before on our podcast with the, and again, it's a negative. So I, I really, uh, on the other side, we've got Demi Lovato, mm. which, uh, so first of all, I mean, we mentioned her first in Triggered, which, you know, was about her basically shaming some small business for making her feel uncomfortable a about her weight issues yeah because they promoted a fat free thing and that word upset her or some shit she's just a nonsense mm. and then her latest thing is saying that we can't call aliens ufos she's been abducted she's seen their planet it's pink and purple and uh, she she says that you know that's not okay for them she know she knows about them in other words you couldn't call them aliens yeah. ufos or extraterrestrials is acceptable yeah so that's where she is <laughs> the wokest woke who ever woke i don't know what you think about that because she doesn't get cancelled everyone's just great with her everyone also starts off like me with a disclaimer yeah you're great you're super talented please stop please stop but in her case i don't think uh she was necessarily punching down on anyone. It wasn't hate speech going that aliens shouldn't be called aliens. They must be called extraterrestrials. So I know it's very different from some of the previous areas of discussion. <laughs> I think it's quite ridiculous and highly amusing and entertaining and comic. But, um, yeah. I don't know. She, you know, she's had a battle. She's had a tough life. She's, you know, really battled with mental illnesses and stuff. And maybe this is, you know, her, <laughs> her, her way, her, her way of finding truth. And she's really into UFOs and ETs. But, you know, I actually, I actually watched Trevor Noah's thoughts on the thing. And he actually had this amazing thing where he spoke about how he it was really, I mean, he's just, and, and again, another comedian I absolutely love and you're kind of neutral about. Uh, he, he mentioned how, you know, back in the day, and I mean, this is all, you know, knowledge for those of you who have any kind of scientific knowledge. You know, uh, the word moron was used to describe someone who, had, who was mentally challenged. Hmm. And then the next word was retard, which tough word to say. Uh, don't read. I don't. I mean, people use it. I've heard it a lot, but actually, I, I, I personally, and that was a that was actually a medical term, and in the medical community, they do use that word. Mainstream, by the way, you shouldn't use it. And then it went to, you know, something, and then and then, yeah, that's gone through all these different layers, and apparently now kids on playgrounds and i don't know if this is true or not but they're running around calling each other your dd <laughs> okay which means um oh guys so sorry uh basically it's the new word and his whole thing is if you keep on changing the words what happens is another word takes its place 
And that's, you know, the problem with now not calling UFOs aliens because they don't like it. By the way, there's no proof that it's just, I, I don't hate to say that, but it's, there's no proof. I mean, I'd love to, everyone would love to see aliens and I watch a lot of sci-fi, but yeah. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> you know, his whole thing was basically, and I think he made a really good point, is that changing the word, changing the language... You know, they, they need, and that's why it comes down to, you know, this whole thing about outrage and things is that you actually do need to start somewhere. We heard, you know, um, uh, Jordan Peterson uh, talk, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's so great. Everyone thinks so highly of him, you know, discuss how, you know, in communities you need to build things, you can't burn things down. Uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I really, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that if you need to find a line, like, shit is going to get burnt down. Mm. And I think that that's a good thing. As someone who likes fire, <laughs> I don't know, Russ, what do you think about it's this? It's how society changes and grows by burning down the old institutions. Someone would argue, though, what about the students who, are, who were burning and knocking down things in, in Cape Town? Well, when I say burn down the old institutions, I'm talking more metaphorically yeah. than physically. Burning down varsity buildings doesn't necessarily help. It gathers a bit of awareness, but it doesn't directly help you because now you're short of that building. Rather, just the protests and get the institution changed, get it to be a bit more progressive, get it to be more of what you want it to be, what you need it to be, what it should be, without going the violent route. I'm never a supporter of violence. Yeah, and we live in a country where mob, mob violence has really hurt our country this year and has hurt our country for decades. So, you know, we, we, we're not at all, uh, you know, kind of saying, let's start a fight and let's let's hurt things and, and you know but also at the same time i i actually do think we need to start <laughs> where is the line i think we need to draw it in the sand and i think we need to we do need to start standing up for these things and we need to start being brave as a community and speaking our truth and i mean before we started, Russ told me a few of the statistics. Mm. Uh, so interestingly enough, I don't think that they really, um, that would present it in South Africa. I think our trans community is so, so small or just not, they don't, yeah, not represented. Exactly. I think that people here have such gender-based violence. I mean, I, I've, I've seen interviews uh, on South African and African television shows with uh, the queer community, which have made me very frightened uh you know it's illegal in some parts of our of our country so you know it's not something people it's very hard to be out and proud here and that's why you know it's it's really hard even for us who you know might be the most intellectual and brilliant person uh to actually and also i know and i know because i've had the personal experience of having a friend you know shame me and you know liken my depression to being uh you know being in the same category as a psychopath and i know how hard it is to also fight someone because i mean you mentioned how you felt bad because you didn't you know represent the queer community and mm. those arguments but also this is a friend i get it i i i try to fight a friend um 
regarding you know mental health stigma and um you know what happened it ended up me wanting to check out of the relationship me wanting to you know throw the phone down me wanting to um i was absolutely you know torn between crying and screaming and and i ended up phoning russ and then russ was also just so upset and then you know that you know so there's what do you do do you you know do you just let those people go people you know cheapest people gonna people or are we going to you know keep fighting fighting is exhausting you know you you know like you say it's about kind of if you're lucky you're dave Chappelle and you've got a huge audience and you can put out your opinion and you know you and your poor poor millionaire friends you know can feel heard but for the rest of us um you know we forget that once we you know bring up the fact that we're queer or that we are uh you know uh, depressed or have a mental illness we have to then live with the judgment daily and it's exhausting it is exhausting being told how bad i am mm. that's one thing that i have decided though uh to no longer keep quiet and yeah i don't have the audience and the reach that dave Chappelle has but i can when someone is homophobic or transphobic or smacking down on mental illness or anything like that where I disagree I'm going to be vocal about it and yeah I will probably lose people like that I will probably not make certain friends I will have to walk away but if you've got a Nazi sitting at a table and five other people sitting there talking to him and fine with it you have six Nazis sitting at the table if you hear something racist and you don't challenge it you're complicit in that that makes you racist you're tainted by association and that's why i don't understand why you're not allowed to get upset for people i i understand you know not being being an ally and getting upset and supporting and protecting people and defending their rights i think is perfectly justified because if dave Chappelle draws a line in the sand between him and hannah gadsby i'm pretty sure russ and i will follow her and there won't be as many comedy specials and you know we might not have you know (laughs) like see the amazingly trashy audiences that seem to go to his shows but um we will uh you know be okay with that i mean i think i'm gonna like you know sleep with my self-respect tonight and i and i and i do think i mean i wanted to ask you what are the uh so we don't really have these um a lot of this knowledge is a little bit uh argued and you know fake news and everything but in america they have released statistics yeah. do you want to tell our audience about them yeah so um was discovered already is that 1.6 percent of america in its total population will commit suicide amongst the trans community it's 41 percent that i mean that's a disgustingly huge number and that's all because of the lack of acceptance, the violence, the discrimination that they face. I mean, so many people come out as trans, they're kicked out of their house. It's all forced to go to corrective camps and counseling. It's horrendous. You know, when we Vile. were when we were teenagers, we would sit in these health classes and they'd say, you know, one in, in three of you would uh you know in a class of 20 you know one in three of you will uh have substance abuse issues Mm. you know one in one in three one in two 
one in two of you will have a mental health issue and you know those kinds of things don't seem real until you become an adult and you look back and you actually the reality is is that you you surround yourself with people and most of them are ill in some way and have serious issues and you see the reality of that and basically I think that that's going to be the case with the trans community is that you'll have a room of people, you know, trans people at that, you know, uh, camp yeah. and, uh, you know, four or five of them aren't going to make it out of a group of 10 no. and we're going to, we're not going to have the, you're going to actually suffer with this thing. There's going to be, you know, depression. There's going to be suicide. Mm. I mean, the fact that Dave Chappelle even knows someone who committed suicide. I mean, what about the, those statistics? I mean, he, he was like, I mean, she committed suicide because she got believed by the trans community. Uh, you know, there's <laughs> statistics saying that trans people are more likely. Yeah, hugely you know? more likely. And so please don't think that we decided to do an episode here where we, you know, wanted to push our individual agenda because, you know, that, that seems to be another thing is that there's an argument to be made that your individual antidotal experience is irrelevant to the greater society, the greater realities, the greater numbers. But um, And I, I disagree with that view, though. A personal account of someone who lived through Auschwitz or Dachau is entirely relevant. So we've basically got to either wait around until, you know, 40 years or 50 years from now where we go, oh, wow, apartheid was bad. Uh, you know, uh, the Nazis were, you know, bad. You know, get that time on that, that you know, apartheid and Nazis and slavery and all those things have, mm. which takes time and go, wow, I can't believe that. And we'll have that with the trans community and the queer community where we go, oh, wow, I can't believe how disgusting people were. And we're going to be the grannies and the grandpas. Mm. We're going to look forlornly and say, we were allies. And they'll say, really? And I'll, I'll, we'll feel the same way that we felt when our parents told us that they weren't racists. Mm. But then later on, we'll realize they didn't do anything. And maybe they sometimes did actually have prejudices. You know, that yeah. feeling? Like know, we, we see with the older generations, yes. and we'll be that older generation, Russ. Mm. Yeah, but if we don't stand up for the injustices that we've seen, that we've encountered, nothing is going to change. Exactly. And and so this is, you know, you can, you can kind of dismiss this episode and say, you know, we're angry leftists, and you know, I don't like to be called left, don't, don't want to be called right, I, I like to be a cat and walk mm. on a hot tin roof. And it's not because I'm not choosing a side or whatever. I, apparently, TikTok and everyone around me has told me I'm just the leftist left that ever lefted. But I like to think I'm open-minded. I'm willing to have my mind changed. And unfortunately, it seems that no one <laughs> from the opposition can give me anything healthy or good for my soul. Yeah. Uh, it hates. It, it sucks to be right in my case. <laughs> and when in doubt, left is right and right is wrong. Russ, do you have anything else to say on this topic for now? I, I don't think at this point. I, I think we've covered it fairly well so far. I mean, we're still trying to figure out exactly where we stand. It's not an area where we've got the definite answers. We've got potentially our opinions and views on the matter, but in no way necessarily final, in no way necessarily correct. Uh, we would love to hear the views of our listeners on this topic. 
and it's something that everyone can relate to, that everyone can have an opinion on, which we haven't always done, but we would love to hear from you guys. Let us know your views. We've got email, criticalwhimsy.gmail.com. Whatever you say to us, if you want to be entirely anonymous, you will be kept anonymous. If you're prepared to own your statements, we will respect that too. We've got Facebook, uh, Critical Whimsy. Just give us a search, drop us a DM or a wall post. Uh, however you want to get hold of us, we would love to hear from you guys. And if you are going through something right now, please contact Sadag and know that you are supported and you are loved by us. Mm, totally. And yeah, this for now, we'll leave it alone unless you don't want us to. But we are here and we are getting louder every week. Yes, we are. <laughs> but now we have to go get drunk and have a party and forget about our anger. So until we meet again, beloveds, this is Kat. Think critically. And this is Russell. Be whimsical.